Thanks for joining us on this rainy Friday. Might be snowing where you are. We're kicking off our Smart Speaker series on this Friday afternoon. And joining us today, we have Aaron Morrison, longtime political strategist, now principal at Morrison Comms, and Mark Mendelson, News Talk 1010's crime specialist and commentator. Thank you both for making time. Good hey, afternoon. Hello, hello, hello. We need to talk about this story that's going to be coming up on CTV News at 6 as well. This shocking footage of an encounter at Bramalee Center. It's this mall in Brampton uh, where police say a man approached a woman and you see this video. Uh, he accuses her of filming him. Uh, there's a back and forth. Uh, Mark, it looks like she slaps him and then it, he hits her several times here. Uh, they're looking for this suspect. But how would you describe what you see in the footage and what can be done? Well, I, I don't know if she was filming him outside in, in the in the hallway of the mall. We don't know. I, mean, I guess the police know and I guess she knows. But even if she was the response by this guy was totally unacceptable. It was brutal. Um, and, and it was unprovoked. I, you know, if she slapped him, if she slapped his phone away or, or whatever, if she if she just slapped him personally just because of whatever he was saying to her, the response was well over the top. And, uh, you know, and completely uncalled for and, you know, a serious criminal offense, too. So the good thing is, again, Reshmi, we always talk about this. There's video. They're going to work on that from a from a digital perspective and try and enhance that video, see if we can identify him. Uh, they've got some good descriptors of his clothing and pictures of his clothing. And, you know, unfortunately, we see more and more of this every month now um uh, you know of people deciding that they're, they're you know they don't want to be filmed they don't want to be looked at you know you can look at somebody the wrong way and you're getting and you're getting punched out and you know is this the new state of mind where people think this is acceptable the answer is no um but leave it to the police and uh you know they've got some good video as i said and you know and hopefully somebody recognizes that sweater that he was wearing uh, or knows who it is, you know, these guys tend to not be able to keep these things very quiet. They'll be telling people what they did. And hopefully somebody has the, you know, a, a modicum of conscience within them uh, to make that phone call and identify this guy because he should be charged and ought to be charged. And, you know, there's 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 violent footage that you see. And then with the rise in hate crimes, I'm thinking femicides. I just can't stand watching this man punch a woman. Um, do you think, Mark, that this is this kind of stuff is on the rise or is it that we just have more CCTV everywhere that we're capturing these moments? It's a great question, Reshmi. I think a bit of both. I think, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I think, you know, if, if you if you dare to go on to TikTok and other social media sites, you'll see all kinds of sites that are just dedicated to this kind of stuff. Mm. And does it does that feed into people to say, you know what, maybe, you know, maybe it's OK if I do this. Maybe it's OK if I respond this way. Um, and it doesn't matter whether you're on X or whether you're on Instagram or anything else. You're going to see it. And it, I don't know if that's giving people sort of the green light to do this, that this is an appropriate response. But as far as the police go, as certainly as far as that victim goes, that was not the appropriate response at all. Yeah. Aaron, what do you make of what's happened here? Yeah, I. I think it's possible that there is an increase in incidents like this. Uh, as Mark says, I think it's also possible that we're just catching more of it on video. Maybe it's both. 
have to say, though, that I, I think some of it might come down to the rise in untreated or undertreated mental health issues. We know particularly after the pandemic, we have a lot of people walking around out there uh, who should be uh, medicated, who should be treated, who need care that they're not getting, and it can result in violent outbreaks like this. Uh, We've gone without proper mental health funding in Ontario for a very long time. So I am afraid, I have no idea whether this guy is in, intentionally made a horrifically violent decision or whether there's mental health involvement. I have absolutely no idea. I'm not trying to get here. I'm just saying, um, if we're talking about the rise in violent incidents, let's also talk about the rise in untreated mental health. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is um, making more people, um, maybe specific demographics like women feel uh, more at risk when they're out out and about because of that kind of stuff. So I do appreciate you weighing in on that as well, Aaron. Um, There's a story here about a suspect arrested in Morocco who the Ontario Provincial Police believe could be responsible for bomb threats being made all across this province uh, back in November. OPP say this person was taken into custody uh, under the assumption that um, the belief that he's responsible for making these kinds of threats in other places but what does that say to you that that and we have an investigator on the smart speakers today i have to ask you mark uh, these bomb threats i mean when you see them coming in at schools uh, impacting exams friday afternoons you would think it's a student what do you make of the opp saying it could be someone all the way out there in morocco well it's the, it's the beauty of being anonymous when you're when you're online and uh, you know you can make these you can make all kinds of uh, you know th- threatening messages etc through the internet and through other through other mediums as well and uh you know i think the the, the bad guys are, are forgetting that you know the, the cyber crime units in 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 policing whether it's the opp or toronto or peel or whatever uh, are very sophisticated and you have to be really ignorant i think and naive to think that the police are not going to be able to track some of this down now they've tracked him down they've tracked him down to morocco i think the suggestion is that he he, he did the same type of thing the same modus operandi uh, at some schools in belgium uh now whether the you know whether the police are going to charge him here in ontario highly unlikely they're certainly not going to extradite him for this type of offense it's just not serious enough it absolutely inconvenient for everybody absolutely terrifying for the children and for the parents and for the staff at the school but i'd be surprised if they ever decided that they were going to extradite him for this but i think it's important to remember that when you start playing games like this online Uh, and using the dark web and what have you, that the police are all over this stuff in terms of their cybercrime units, and there's a good chance you're going to get caught. Um, In this case, the guy's across the pond, and we're not going to bring him back, I'm quite sure. But it sends a message to everybody else that, uh, you know, they are watching. You are able to be identified, and if you're in Canada, you're going to face consequences. It's such a drain on our resources, too, though, right? When we talk about finding efficiencies in government and all the rest of it, having to respond to a threat to a school, and I wholeheartedly support taking them as seriously as they do, but you think about the strain on school boards, police, the municipalities that are impacted, Aaron. Yeah, bingo, Reshmi. I was totally shook by this. 
it seemed, you know, like you, I assumed that this is, you know, a, a student or former student community member who was disturbed and making these horrible, terrifying, threatening phone calls. Uh, but if in fact it's some person on the other side of the world who's just trying to extort some money, it's like, you know, many years ago, it was the Nigerian prince email scams. And then it was the, you know, we've locked down your computer scam. You know, they get more and more sophisticated. If we are now looking at attempts to extort money from people around the world, from shadowy figures around the world, where they're calling in bomb threats, we, we're going to have to take it seriously every time. We're going to have terif terrified parents every time. Uh, and it's going to be a drain on resources. It, uh, real nightmare here. So I was totally shook by this story and worried that this is going to become uh, more common. The more the stories uh, circulate on the internet as well, right? Uh, it's a tough one to try to tackle. Uh, but appreciate both of you joining us here on our Smart Speaker Series. Uh, on the other side, we're going to get into the fines that have been increased for parking illegally in the city of Toronto. You used to be able to get away with just getting a $30 parking ticket if you weren't following the rules of the road. Either of our panelists guilty of doing that? Did you ever just eat the cost and think, oh, a $30 ticket's the cheapest way to park in Toronto? Aaron? <laughs> um, I've never actually done it, but I've definitely thought it. I have definitely <laughs> thought, you know what? I should just park there because if I do get busted, let me tell you, it's not much different from the price of parking anyway. And now we're, we're hearing it actually isn't. It isn't different. So they got, ah, it's wild. Yeah. Exactly. I I will admit that I took the hit. Yeah. Working at CP24, it was cheaper to Rush get a ticket, me. Mark. Rashmi, I, I'm, a, I'm a repeat offender. That's all I can say. Oh! <laughs> We're changing the name of this panel to Confessions with former investigators. We'll pick it up from there right after the break here on our Smart Speaker Series, live on The Rush. Did you catch that confession coming from our smart speaker, Mark Mendelson here? We're talking about the fine for parking illegally in Toronto. Uh, it's increased today by a lot. And I would say rightfully so. Our smart speaker series continues on this Friday afternoon. We have Mark Mendelson, News Talk 1010's crime specialist and commentator, and Aaron Morrison, longtime political strategist and now principal at Morrison Comms. If you parked on the street and got a ticket in Toronto, it would cost you 30 dollars and city council for several years has been documenting how events have been charging more than $30 to park uh, and how even the fines for parking on private lots increased past $30 so the city of Toronto has agreed yeah we got to charge more if you get a ticket so it's now $75 is that a reasonable increase uh, at one time Aaron you think people will be surprised when they get a ticket yeah it's pretty steep to more than double it I find it a little bizarre that they're saying oh well the cost of cost of parking is so high we need to more than double the fines to outpace the cost of parking maybe just lower the cost of parking at those events uh but okay i'm gonna i'm gonna spit some policy wisdom why don't we have escalating fines for this stuff if your license plate is caught you know blocking a driveway once it's 30 bucks if you're caught twice it's $75 and going up from there. Uh, I think escalating fines can be a really powerful educational tool. The first time it might be a genuine mistake, right? So I hope City Hall's listening. Policy idea, guys. 
That is a great idea. Um, yeah, because otherwise it's just $30. And I have opted to just say, well, I'll take the risk. And sometimes I don't get the ticket, right? And then you think that you've won the lottery, so you try again. Maybe you get <laughs> one ticket a week and it would still balance out considering how much you pay for monthly parking in downtown Toronto. What do you think, Mark? I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. I don't think they've gone far enough. So this (gasps) this new, yeah, I know, Reshmi, I know. So this new legislation deals with municipal parking, like like green pea parking lots, things of that nature. And, you know, and maybe that's a good number, but I'm I'm thinking more about people who are parking illegally on our streets if you try and drive in this city now where every major artery is narrowed down to one lane and you're always going to find somebody who's just parking their car because they're running into a coffee shop to get their mocha latte with their foam at 104 degrees they put their four-way flashers on and they've backed up traffic for three blocks and you know if we want to be a big city then maybe we should be doing the same thing that other big cities are doing and really slamming people with parking fines because people are just putting their cars wherever they want, putting the four ways on. Uh, and, and in this day and age, Reshmi, certainly in this city where we have something as efficient as that green P app. And yes, I was a repeat offender, maybe a dangerous offender. I'm not even sure. Um, since I got the green P app, I've probably reduced my parking tickets by 90%. It's so easy. It's so efficient. It's a couple of taps on your phone, but if you're going to take advantage and exploit you know, you know, the, the the parking enforcement officers that are out there because, you know, you're hoping they're not going to come by in the next 10 minutes. It should cost you because when cars are parked and blocking the limited roadways we have now, given our construction, you know, going on in this city, I think it's fair to say it's going to cost you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you say they're not going far enough with $75 instead of 30, would you support what Aaron's pushing there with policy in, in escalating costs if you're a repeat offender? I think it's a great idea, but I can tell you from from my knowledge of how, how the police work, certainly Toronto police, there is no infrastructure. There is no um, analytics available to let the, you know, the parking control officer know that this is the second time or the third time that you've been you've been caught. It, ju- it just doesn't exist. Isn't it just simpler to say, you know what, you can't park here. And if you park here, you're at your own risk. And yeah. we've got all kinds of green pea, green pea locations available everywhere where you can park legally and and far more cost effective than getting that big ticket. Uh, you know, get a ticket in New York City, get a ticket in Chicago for parking, and you'll see exactly how much it costs and and how much smoother traffic flows because people are just afraid. I I just don't think we've gone far enough. Yeah, I, I just really hope that everyone understands that this is not being sold to anyone as the war on cars. And I do believe when Rob Ford was pushing the war on cars, raising the costs of uh, parking and the fees were part of it, right? Like the licensing and all the rest of it. But, but at least uh, it's been about 20 years and we're warming up to the idea of increasing revenue streams for the city of Toronto. We have a one and a half billion dollar hole to fill. And there's another story here about these coin operated parking meters. So we're talking about getting tickets when uh, y- you park with Green Pea in the street parking. And Mark offered a great ad for the Green Pea app. <laughs> and now... <laughs> There are these still coin-operated <laughs> parking meters out there, right? The city report, and they did a report on this, found that on average, we pull in 18 cents per day with these coin-operated parking meters. Are you happy to say goodbye to them, Aaron? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm okay saying goodbye to them for the most part. I, they're not, you know, I know there's some nostalgia maybe. I don't think they're that good looking. I also don't think the green pea boxes are that good looking. So um, I don't really feel strongly about that. I will say there is one thing about those single space meters that, you know, the old timey ones you put your quarters in that are now going to be going the way of the dodo. There is one thing about them I do like, and that is that they demarcate where your space starts and where your space ends, because there is nothing more annoying than pulling into your parking lane. It's green pea controlled and the car in front of you has left a half a car space uh in front of themselves um mm-hmm. we're leaving we're leaving empty spaces it is a major source of frustration for me like i'm gonna switch to a vespa so i can fit in that spot <laughs> or do you just wish you had the power to just like move that car a couple of inches yes <laughs> i hear you aaron uh, but i kind of like how ugly these single coin operated meters are they could make some money selling those off don't you think mark Sure, they'd look good in somebody's basement, but at eighteen cents a day, are they really are they really good for us? I mean, half of them don't work most of the time. And in this day and age, how many people are walking around with change in their pockets? Everyone's got a debit card and a credit card. Um, you know, it's all about efficiencies. You have these machines; they have to be maintained. Somebody's got to get paid to come to these machines to empty the change and take them to wherever they take them and somebody else sorts them out and what have you. It's just horribly, horribly inefficient. And at the end of the day, again, I'm going to go, you know, and Greenpeace is not paying me, I promise you. At the <laughs> end of the day, there, there are just other other options that are available. I mean, parking lots. You remember the parking lot right across the street from the studio, Rashmi, on Richmond? Mm-hmm. Yeah. which was great and convenient. It's gone. It's going to be a condo. So we're losing more and more of those locations right around the city. I mean, people have to get into the 90s here and, you know, get an app. And, you know, <laughs> it just doesn't work anymore. These these machines that are, they're ancient. I mean, I, I, I joined the police in 77 and they were there at the time and they didn't work then. They're not working now. <laughs> Thank you both so much for joining us on this Friday afternoon. Wishing you both a lovely weekend. Do you like the snow? No. Is it snow? It's slush. It's sleet. It's rain. It's everything today. It's a mess. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a and, mess. All right. Well, we'll hope Reshmi, for some fluffy Re- stuff. Reshmi, I got to tell you one thing, Reshmi. Look, at, if, I haven't seen you, but I've talked to you on, on radio over the last few days. Somehow, I've caught your cold. Oh, so I thank I'm sorry. You. Scotch, scotch, scotch. A little bit of soup and sleep, but scotch did the trick, Mark. (laughs) Give me the script, I'm on. Thank you both so much, Aaron Morrison and Mark Mendelson, joining us on our Smart Speaker series.